0: This is the 401 Podcast. Join Rhode Island sports journalist and basketball scribe Kevin McNamara with guests from the Ocean State sports scene and beyond. Now, here's your host, Kevin McNamara.
1: Hello and welcome back to the 401 Podcast on Kevin Mac Sports. I'm your host, Kevin McNamara. Thanks for joining me as always. And how about this? It's college basketball season, but the calendar does not lie. The college hoop games, they start around the country Monday night, November 7th, and won't stop until we hit the Final Four in Houston. Uh, the URI Rams, they get things started Monday night by hosting Quinnipiac. Brown is up in Vermont to play the Catamounts that night. And Bryant tips off as well. But I'm devoting this podcast to previewing the Providence College Friars, Ed Cooley's program. You know they're still living off the shine of the sweet 16 season of a year ago and with good reason uh, PC is going to raise their very first Big East regular season championship banner before its opener Tuesday night against Ryder should be a great crowd I know the students student tickets are sold out I know they're really excited about uh, coming back to the amp not the dunk the Amica mutual pavilion I'm gonna make a lot of mistakes with that one but uh, we will we'll be at the amp for sure looking forward to it but This team, it has little in common with last year's group. It really does. Jared Bynum, Ed Croswell, Alan Breed are the only returnees, and they're all very important players uh, with this year's group. But but this team has eight new faces, guards, wings, big men. Uh, Cooley and his staff of assistant coaches added talent all across the board and uh, some real talent for sure. I like the depth of this group. Again, I like the talent. The Friars are picked fifth in the Big East. I, I think that's about right. They can play with everyone in the conference, but still have to come together quickly. There aren't many stiff tests in the non-league schedule, so winning some of them is, is going to be important. Miami at Mohegan Sun. I think it's the fourth game of the season. Uh, and also a trip to Texas Christian, Jamie Dixon, down there in, uh, in Fort Worth. Very hard games for this team early on. We're going to start the podcast. With some comments from Ed Croswell and Bynum, and then preview the season with a with a great conversation with Ed Cooley. So first I asked Croswell this week about the versatility and depth on this team.
0: So like the talent wise, I would say we have more versatile players like we have six eleven shot block, two of them that can go out block shots and step out and hit threes. And then we have Bryce Hopkins, they play like three positions, and then you have Devin Carter, who's a guard who could who's our lockdown defender, you know? We just have so many pieces that, that we didn't have the luxury of last year, but we just had, we had the right pieces last year. Now this year we have multiple pieces that, to go, that can go together. You
1: know? you just speak to the group of big guys, you know, it's very different than last year.
0: Yo, uh, I feel like our big guys this year, it, Nate is like more of a traditional type of big. You can throw him the ball down the post. He's gonna go get you a bucket every single time you throw it to him, he's very reliable. And then I think this year is definitely different because we have bigs that can stretch out. They can put the ball on the floor and and, uh, play at a faster pace and and defend. So, you know, I I think it's just a different look. It's all about play styles.
1: Jared Bynum, he's a preseason All-Big East pick, which is lofty praise for sure. He's going to be the focus for opposing defenses, maybe much more so than last year. Out of the the shoot anyways. We'll see as uh, the Friars come together think people are really going to be impressed with some of their, again, new players. No question about that. Uh, Bynum, he says this team needs to be ready to mature into a force like last year's did. Like,
2: if it's something we want out there, like you said, getting back to the Sweet and further, you know, we got to go out and take it. We got to work to get to that point. It's not just going to be given to us just based on the success we had last year. You know Last year, last year, is over with. You know, It's something good to talk about and it's something good to look back on, but... At the end of the day, nobody's going to be thinking about last year when, you know, we get to the game. You got to worry about this year and handle
1: business this year and what's going on now and not in the past. Jared, late in the year last year, I think defenses realized uh, you were pretty good and uh, definitely more focused. Uh, do you anticipate that this year? Or what have you done in the offseason to maybe be aware of that? And would you agree with that?
2: Yeah, you know, I think like a lot of teams early on definitely going to, you know, see me as a focal point just you know, based on how I ended the year last year so. You no, know, definitely just been in the gym, you know, continue to work on my shot, keeping it consistent, um, you know, working on finishing in the lane, my mid-range pull-up, my floaters and stuff like that. But, you know, we added some guys as well that, you know, have a lot of scoring ability and playmaking ability. So, you know, they're going to relieve some pressure off of me and I'll be able to help them as well to, you know, get them easier shots. They'll give me easier shots. So. You know, not too much just, you know, focus on what I can do, but also how my teammates can
1: help me and how I can help them as well. Yeah, Al did that an un- awful lot for you last year. You would have two ball handlers. Do you see maybe some of that with, uh, I don't know, you can tell me. Who yeah, that.
2: definitely. Yeah. You know, we got, you know, a lot of guys that can play off the dribble, like Devin, Noah, um, Jaden, he's pretty good off the dribble. He can find guys as well, create his own shot. Um, you know, Bryce, even though he's six 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 seven, you know, he's pretty good with, with dribbling the ball as well and, mm-hmm. you know, being a good decision maker. So, you know, I'm looking forward to playing with a lot of those guys just for me, just being able to relieve me off the ball some, and you know, I can find them as well when I'm on the ball, and you know, I think we're going to work pretty well together. And coaches said you have more playmakers mm-hmm. this year. Do you agree with that? Yeah, I definitely agree with that. You know, from what I've seen in practice and playing pickup, and you know, definitely the first two exhibition games we had, you know, I definitely seen this having you know a lot of guys in perimeter that can make plays for themselves, but make plays for others at the same time.
1: Let's take a break from the 401 podcast and hear from our friends at Haxton's Liquors. It's certainly finally time. For a big blowout backyard bash, there's only one place to go and stock up. Go see my pals at Haxton's Liquors on Bald Hill Road in Warwick, Rhode Island. Tim and Bob Haxton, they're always ready to serve you and have everything you'll ever need. All the top wines and spirits, plenty of beer options, a huge selection of spike seltzers. Haxton's is always ready. For you, so stop in and see the Haxton boys and their great staff. They do an excellent job with air filtration as well in their giant store. Their supply second to none. They have it all. So grab a few extras of your favorite products and always be ready when your pals swing by sometime this summer. We're thrilled that Haxton's Liquors is a proud sponsor of Kevin mac Sports. Welcome back to the 401 podcast. And now we turn to Ed Cooley, the coach. He's coming off the breakthrough season in his long coaching career with that Sweet 16, the first Big East regular season championship in Providence College history. It was certainly a memorable run for sure. He's getting set for his 12th year at Providence, and he's now the dean of coaches in the Big East, with Jay Wright retiring at Villanova. Here's Coach Ed Cooley. We're with Providence Coach Ed Cooley, and uh, the countdown is on to yet another basketball season. First of all, Ed, your 12th season at Providence College. I, I know life goes by fast. The years roll by, but... A dozen years as the Friar coach, it's amazing.
3: It really is. It's funny talking to Norris and, and uh, you know, a kid saying, you know, starting our 12th year. I'm just reflecting back when we became a head coach in 2006 and obviously to come back home to do what we're doing here. It really is something that's special, magical, and uh, I can't tell you how grateful I am for the opportunity.
1: I mean, your kids, that's 12 years ago. Uh, your son is, uh, what, like 25. He was – it was in grade school, right?
3: right. <laughs> my daughter going, my daughter going to Cole Elementary and middle school. It's uh, you know now for her to be a senior at school, getting ready wow. to graduate from college is. Uh, yeah, but it goes to tell you the alignment between the administration, uh, the coaching staff, and the students and the students. Uh, you know, you, you can't have longevity without a really, really good administration. So, you know, I'm blessed to have uh, an incredible team to work with.
1: I'm going to follow that up. Uh, first year without Bob Driscoll as the AD, uh, you get Father Sicard. In the second year, you're coming off a Sweet 16. Is the program in, in maybe the best position it's been in in your 12 years?
3: I think so. I think one solid round. You know, I, I got to give uh, Father Shanley and Bob Driscoll a lot of credit. Uh, and along the way, the, the, the AD now, Steve Napolillo, and uh, Father Sicard they were right in the mix with everything. So the, the transition has been very, very smooth. I'm very lucky to have a smooth transition like that. So um, nothing has stopped. And I think we're, you know, between our staff, between the recruiting, between the facilities, our league, I think we're, I think we're in a good place. Uh, you know, obviously a lot more attention on our program nationally mm-hmm. from what we were able to do and have been able to sustain. Hopefully we can continue to do that with this year's team, given that we have eight new pieces trying to put on the floor with only three players that actually got in the game for Providence College last year.
1: You know, uh, Ed, I'd say maybe three years ago we probably had this discussion and we were all a little afraid of what the transfer portal would bring. Uh, We'll get to NIL in a little bit, but the transfer portal has so far, knock on wood, uh, worked out well for the Friars. I I know that it wasn't something that you welcomed. Uh, Maybe you welcome it a little bit more now. Uh, after a couple of years dealing with the transfer portal, uh, you've adjusted well. H- how do you think the Friars are positioned right now, and how are you adjusting to that transfer portal?
3: Well, I think you have to sit down and have somewhat of a strategic plan in order to make sure you build your program. Many of us coaches are building teams yearly now, which I think the portal has done. Mm-hmm. Hopefully your culture and your infrastructure you know, is something that these young men can walk into and just follow along. Yet I think our staff has done a good job identifying pieces that we need. Everybody everybody wants a lot, but I think you, you are successful get, based on getting your needs in order to you know compete in our league. I think we've I think we've adjusted well. I think in our tenure here we've had some really good transfers going way back to Carson DeRozas and, and and Tyler Harris. Yeah. We were able to get a Junior Lamumba. Uh, you know we were able to get an Isaiah Jackson. All of them. All of them have played in the NCAA tournament, you know, and then you fast forward it, you know, moving on where you got to know Hawkler and then you add Al and Justin. And now the group we have, I think we've, I think we've been on the portal system well before it was called that, and that's a credit to our staff.
1: No, I think you've done a great job with the transfer portal, and I think Providence is positioned well. You know, you like to say it's difficult to get those five stars, the the four pluses from around the country, but on the rebound, the Big East has done really well with the portal, and the Friars have proven to be a really good landing spot. Do you kind of see that?
3: I do. Well, you know, When you're 16, 17, 18 years old, many young men and women look at the bright lights of a name versus the substance of an organization. And I think the substance of what we do and how we do it, we treat you as a person, not just as a player. I think that comes through in our recruiting. We care about you uh, graduating. We talk about things beyond basketball. And I think if it doesn't work out for people at other schools, They come here and see that our transparency was apparent once they get here. And that's not patting ourselves on the back. That's just who we are as people.
1: Uh, Ed, uh, last one before we talk about uh, this year's team. Uh, You've had some success on the recruiting trail coming off that Sweet 16. I know you can't talk about the particular players just yet, but uh, has that little extra sizzle from the Sweet 16 Uh, open some eyes, maybe open a few more doors?
3: I think it has. I mean, we'll be kidding ourselves if we said it wasn't because that's a topic of conversation when we're able to pick up a phone. Uh, You know, when Jeff, Ivan, and Brian are actually doing the early recruitment and the courting of these kids, you know, they talk about last year's team a lot. So I think it's definitely helping us just like anything else, though, Kevin, you still got to secure those commitments once they get on campus. And and the job of the coaches are to get them here uh, to campus to get them committed, your players have to be the best recruiters, not so much the coaches.
1: Understand. Ed, uh, I'm, I'm curious where you are with your team. Uh, Two uh, very impressive efforts in the exhibition games. Uh, I, I've been impressed with the size of the Friars' uh, length, not only you know at, at every position, but your big guys. A little bit more depth now. The big guys might be able to show through well uh, in exhibition games, but uh, your front court does look. First of all, it's dramatically different without Nate Watson and Noah Horkler. But uh, maybe we can start w- with your your four uh, big guys that look to be a little interchangeable and, and very varied.
3: Yeah, you know, I mean, obviously, I mean, to the eye, we're definitely playing a little bit different than we had in the past. We don't have the quote-unquote anchor. We can just throw it in there and get fouled or get a couple of easy two-point baskets just on, you know, Nate was just a athletic, long, 265-pound, 6'10 weapon. Hmm. Ed's versatility is greater. His ability, uh, as far as his versatility, now will his production be that of Nate? We'll see. Um, You know, Clifton gives us a really skilled high post passer, shooter, scorer. You know, Castro gives us a 6'11", athletic rim runner, shot blocker, as does Cliff, um, intangible guy. Bryce Hopkins is a matchup that we can put anywhere between the one and the four. Mm -hmm. So his ability to put it on the floor, play, make for others, allows us to play up front very different than we've ever played.
1: Hey, has Bryce been a little better than you thought? Um, I think his best is yet to come as he's getting
3: comfortable. Uh, you know, he's really worked on his conditioning, he worked on t- t- transforming his body. Um, is he better than I thought? He's what I thought he would be, to be yeah. honest. Yeah. And, you know, our job is to get him to play at another level. More so than the level that he's playing at right now.
1: Yeah, you mentioned to me that you know he was maybe mentally he needed a shot of adrenaline more than anything else after a year at Kentucky where he battled injury and not playing much. I'm sure the excitement of his role, potential role here at Providence, really has him ready for this season.
3: I'm hoping so. You know, we've you know he's been an everyday guy so far. Um, you know, the level of confidence that our staff uh, gives give all the players, you know, stepping on the floor to play with max confidence, be an unselfish teammate and just play with energy and love. I think he's really embraced that. And I'm looking forward to seeing where his development goes because I think he has a really high ceiling.
1: And I'll wrap up quick. The, the uh, backcourt, uh, Jared Bynum, think about a, a year from now, I, I think I was leading the pack saying, boy, if this kid could just make a shot, he'd be a good player. You know, his, his shot was, was so shaky two years ago. Last year he totally blossoms and helps lead you to the Sweet 16. Uh, can he make – what does he need to do to maybe crank it up even a little bit more and be a first-team All-League Big East player?
3: Well, I think he's destined for that. He's really worked on his offensive game. Um, you know, he's he's in our breakfast club with Coach Thomas, Coach Battle, Coach uh, you know Coach Blaney. Um, I think his next level is going to come through how he leads. Mm-hmm. You know, he had the opportunity to lean on Nate, Noah, Al, Justin last year, AJ. So now he being the focal point of the scouting report. Now he's got an A play above the scouting report to be a first team All Conference player. He has to show that he can lead a team in winning, and then he has to do things that first team all conference, first team all conference players normally could win three or four games, quote unquote, by themselves with respect to, you know, assists, scoring, free throw shooting, decision making. You know, those are first team all conference players. If he can do that, then he brought his game to another level.
1: Like the Georgetown game last year, for example, where he just exploded down at Georgetown. I, I, last one, I Devin Carter. And Noah Locke, uh, two impact transfers uh, f- from you know high end uh, programs, high end leagues. Uh, how have they assimilated, and uh, what are their roles?
3: Well, so I think they I think they're adjusting. You know, I look at Noah Locke to come in and be a fifth year senior. You know, verbally, his communication. Um, you know, I'm his third coach in three years. So he's probably thinking a lot. Uh, I'm totally different than the other coaches that he played for. So there's terminology in his head. We need him to come in and be a shot maker. You know, we need him to defend and rebound, and we need an incredible free throw shooter coming down the stretch. Uh, you know, Devin Carter is similar to Hopkins. As his versatility? He's an elite competitor, elite driver. You know, um, we need him to defend the other team's best player as much as we can. We need him to rebound at a high level, and we need him to make sure he stays disciplined in what we're trying to do offensively and defensively because the systems were totally different that we had uh, you know, coming from a South Carolina defensive uh, plan.
1: All gets going next uh, Tuesday night, opening night at the Amp against Ryder, a good Ryder team, by the way, a team that will certainly challenge Rick Pitino's Iona team for the – well, they beat Iona, I believe, in the MAC playoffs last year, right, Coach?
3: They did. They did. They have an incredible trio of returning players that are all all league players. They did a really good job with the portal. That will not be an easy game out the gate for the Friars as they have some returning players. They're very old. They may be older than us as far as their age. So we're going to have to really compete in order to try to come out
1: with a win. You're going to get those students there?
3: I think our students will show up in full force. I mean, the one thing now about the AMP, it is, it is now a, it's a destination to see. I mean, it is a game day environment unlike any other in the country. So I'm excited that our players will have an opportunity to feel the love from, from that Friar energy.
1: They'll be there. We just need Taylor Swift to show up sometime this season. That's all, Coach.
3: You know what? We're trying hard to do that. You know why? And I always say, this is Providence. And people will feel that with the Friar energy that's in that building, man. I'm excited about it.
1: I got you. Thanks very much, Coach. We'll we'll be checking in over the course of the year. I appreciate you. Thanks to Coach Cooley, and best of luck to the Friars, as well as all the other college hoop teams in Rhode Island. Get out and see a game in the coming weeks. All four teams play a fun, up-tempo brand of basketball. Really looking forward to seeing what – archie miller can put together down in Kingston. that 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 is a rebuilding job there's no two ways about that but i think archie is going to get the rams turned around faster than people think and i'll be courtside helping david korzanowski call the brown home games at the Pizzatola center on 790 the score make sure you come by mike martin has an entertaining team as well make sure to catch my radio show the kevin mack sports hour every night on the score and wpro from 5 to 7 p.m we are the only media outlet in rhode island maybe all of New England, that talks college basketball on a regular basis. And if you don't live in Rhode Island, no problem. You can stream us or tell your Alexa to find 790 The Score or WPRO in Providence. Well, that's it for this week's 401 podcast. Please pass along this podcast to your pals and subscribe to my website at com for all your college basketball news. Thanks, as always, to producer extraordinaire Kevin Collins and to our friends at Haxton's Liquors. The 401 Podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and Buzzsprout. Subscribe on whatever platform you enjoy most. Shoot us a like and look for the next edition of the 401 Podcast with Kevin McNamara.
0: Thanks for listening to the 401 Podcast with Kevin McNamara. Get the 411 on the sports scene in the 401 by subscribing to the 401 Podcast from KevinMacSports.com.